Yeah. 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 Let's go on. It's amazing that I'm in the same box every week. And once again, there are no Twitter handles at sure. After One Wrestling or Chris Prolific. Yeah. Still and still, absolutely, yeah. I'm yeah. going to get on the social media team here at uh, mm-hmm. Wrestle mm-hmm. Binge, and if you're watching, it should be yo down yeah. here. <clears throat> yeah. What's going on, yeah. Bill? After oh, lots going on. You missed a biggie time. Uh, my uh, assistant for the day, very dear, close friend from. KSWA Wrestling. He's a promo man. He's a ring announcer there. There, Tom Lethargy. He and I spent the day setting up and doing an exclusive interview with the under. I call him the marker taker. Mm. Now, he doesn't take marks, but Mark Calloway and the undertaker. So I kind of merged him and uh we we spent uh the early part of the day uh and i haven't told anybody this stop by the um the home of uh bruno san martino oh. and uh i saw his widow carol it was wonderful to connect with her again mm-hmm. uh and then we uh he drove uh, tom drove us to uh the theater district we're at the uh, bynum theater Mm-hmm. or Biome Theater in Pittsburgh, uh, where The Undertaker was, uh, along with the stage crew, etc., and very modest setup preparing for his uh, one-man show. Beautiful. And it was quite the time. But before the one-man show, uh, I gave him, presented him with, uh, sponsored by Sportskeeda, the very first Bill Apter Legacy Award. I want to thank uh, Raju and everyone at Sportskeeda for allowing me to do this. And um, Undertaker was quite moved. I didn't know that he was a fan of mine way back in the magazine days. I had no clue to that. But I did an interview with him that ran, I don't know, about 18 minutes. And it's going to be chopped up into a few different segments exclusively here on WrestleBinge. But his show was, they probably drew 2,000 people, a full house in a legit, what they call like a legit Broadway theater. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was, it was really great. He's very, I mean, he came out and he said, what the heck is a dead man show? And he got the audience into it right away. And he had a special guest there, uh, Henry Godwin, Mark Canterbury uh, Mm -hmm. showed up and they told some, after hours stories that were quite entertaining wow very nice we were there indeed yes um, me as well man yes indeed i'm glad you had a great time man what was your um all-time undertaker moment did you have one um oh man i got a lot man um you know, it's interesting because a lot of people didn't like the 1994 uh, uh, build with the uh, SummerSlam in 94 where there was Undertaker versus Undertaker. Oh, and yeah. I actually liked that. Who turned yeah. out to be his brother. Yeah, well, he turned out to be his uh, doppelganger. Uh, and, and, his, and his dentist. 
Uh, no, no, no. I'm talking about 94 was uh, primetime Brian Lee. He was the – Oh, right, right, right. I was talking the other one. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, so 1994 was the coffin – was the casket match uh, with him and uh, I believe it was Yoko. And then you had like 10 people come in and uh, it was Royal Rumble, I believe, that year. And they came in and started beating him up. Like they jumped him and they put him in the casket. And that's when he like – you know, elevated to the to the sky, and he's yeah. I will not rest. Yeah. I remember. And he puts his head I down. Remember. I and remember. Lightning comes down, and then he ascends. So, so there's so the rumor was that uh, the long-standing rumor is that the person who actually ascended was Marty Janetti. Really, and we were supposed to have him on tonight, but he yeah. wasn't able to make it. So, hopefully, next Tuesday, and then we'll. Yeah. Uh, We'll, ask we'll find out for we'll sure. The person who rose up uh, when, when when they the ropes brought up the Undertaker and he ascended to the heavens, and then and then all of a sudden, uh, months later, Leslie Nielsen comes out, you know, from the Naked Gun, and uh, he's airplane, he's sleuthing, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, he's he's spotting the where's the real Undertaker? Then uh, Ted DiBiase brings in the fake Undertaker. Uh, right. We as uh, as we end up calling him throughout the years the under faker, the, the faker taker. Yeah, the faker taker, the under faker, and so uh, then all of a sudden Paul Bear is like, you know, he's alive, you know, and so and so basically, uh, you had SummerSlam with Brian Lee as the under faker, uh, portraying as the real taker, coming out by Ted DiBiase. Yeah, I remember this purple and black color because because you know at that time he was still the gray and black uh take. Yes. And so uh Brian Lee, who you know, uh teenagers like me at the time, you know, thought was uh, he was like, This can't be the Undertaker, but he when he looked so much like the Undertaker, it was really it was a really good doppelganger yeah. the yeah. doppelganger. And so all of a sudden, people are wondering, people are people are wondering. Is the real Undertaker going to come out? And all of a sudden, oh, yes. Paul Bear comes out. Good Paul Bear. Thank you very much. And all of a sudden, the Undertaker comes out, and it was just like amazing. It was, it was, it was an incredible angle. It was an incredible just kind of night. You know, it's making me want to watch SummerSlam 94 all over again. You can on YouTube, but it was just so nice that he was so, um, welcoming when i when i got to get you know if you remember the wwe didn't let us interview their wrestlers yes um but even if they would have he would have stayed in character and he probably wouldn't have done this but what a what an absolute uh, a terrific man great sense of humor and you'll see a, a a personality that a lot of people don't know that exists uh in these so earlier tonight as you know on tuesday nights uh we also tape um uh with teddy long and uh mac davis right we we holla holla uh we we also taped the time machine and i asked them a question that i'm going to ask you the same thing okay okay WrestleMania is coming up in April here in Philadelphia, PA. Yep. And they're already talking about, you know, the events that are going to go on, NXT, um, Raw, etc., and the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. Who's not in there that this year you want to see go in? 
Oh, I love these type of questions. So I ask you. I do. I love them. So um, it's going to be in Tampa, right? Tampa, St. Pete. No, Philadelphia. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tampa, St. Pete is the Royal Rumble. So yes. Philly is uh, forty. Um, yeah. You know, so people were talking about ECW themed. Um, mm-hmm. So you're going in the right direction. Yeah. So I, I think I think Paul Heyman would be apropos, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, by the way, that? you got to say that with the Philly accent. Yo, uh, Philly is forty. You know. Philly's forty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think I think yeah. Heyman. Yeah. I think Paul Heyman. I don't think you really do. I mean, there's not a lot of people to me as far as an ECW theme that's, uh, you know, should be in the Hall of Fame, honestly. Like, I mean, Jericho's in AEW, so they're not going to put him in the Hall of Fame. RBD is also already in. He's already in the Hall of Fame. Mysterio's an ECW alum. He was, you know, inducted this year. So there's not a lot of people who. Tommy Dreamer? No. No. Too much in other companies, huh? Yeah, I don't think that he is. I mean, I, I like Dreamer a lot, actually. He's actually one of my all-time favorite ECW. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, just as far as his overall body of work and what and, and just the legacy that it left, especially from a, the standpoint of WWE standards, yeah. no, I, don't, I, I wouldn't. I, no, I it's got to be Paulie if they're going to do something. Yeah, even though he's still alive and he's still working. Should be. Um, yeah. I, I think he needs to be in that. You know who I said that I wanted in there? Who's that? And I'm, I'm kind of breaking my own kayfabe because we did it on Time Machine, but why not talk about it here as well? Miss Elizabeth, it's time. Mm. Every year people kept saying she was such a regal character. Yeah. And to this day, people still talk about her. They remember how classy she was. And she was one of the first women in the business that just became a, a household wrestling uh, wrestling business character. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I'm all for, you know, Miss Elizabeth being a part of it you know who will be you know because interesting like wwe their criteria i mean their 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 number of people this year was kind of odd but usually wwe's what they do their kind of format is like a main eventer a uh notable like mid-card talent like lifelong mm-hmm. mid-card talent they usually do a tag team they usually do a minority and they used to do like a posthumous, you know, inductee, like one posthumous inductee. Sure. I sure. think if you want to keep this ECW theme, you know who would be a really, really good posthumous inductee? No. Who? Brian Pillman. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Brian Pillman. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Absolutely. Especially with his uh, son now yep. being in nxt absolutely his son to his son to induct him yeah oh be- my goodness i didn't think of that but that is perfect yeah i definitely think brian perfect. should be in the hall of fame yeah 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 and he was such a uh a force in uh wwf oh, back yeah. then i mean he was one of the first really loose cannons mm-hmm. that we had seen in that company yep Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that would be interesting. I, th- I think that Paul Heyman and Brian Pillman would be 
pretty to who will be a tag team that's uh hasn't that isn't in the hall of fame yet that should be in there are the fabulous kangaroos in there I don't think the fabulous oh, yeah. kings are there. No. They should be. Mark Lewin and Don Curtis. These are going back to the. Uh, but if you want something a lot more contemporary, Road Warriors are in. They're in. Um, I think Demolition should do it, but uh, I know that they have some, you know, uh, kind there of. Issues. Based, yeah, there are issues. Yeah. Uh, I think it was all over that whole concussion. Yep. Lawsuit. It was the, uh, the class action. Um, yeah. That's part of it. Yeah. So, well, who's yeah. The you think should be it would be demolition for me, but I mean, I yeah, don't, but let's say you can't demolitions out of them, yeah, demolitions yeah. out. So, a, a team that's uh, you know, is qualified to be in uh, fits the criteria to be in who isn't yet. I mean, who else do you have? Midnight Express, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, they didn't work in WWE, but neither did uh, a lot of people who were in yeah. that. Midnight Express is perfect, and Jim Cornette should come in and induct them. Oh, absolutely! I'm a hundred percent. I am a hundred percent on. Do I have a ballot box here? No, it's gone. Somebody (laughs) took my ballot box. Tampering. (laughs) Um, Because you know, Bob Eaton passed recently. Stan Lane's still alive. Now, would you put Condry still alive? Dennis Condry still around. Put Dennis Condry up. Or was you making a three man induction, or did would you just do Eaton and Lane? No, that Dennis Condry has to be there. He was one of the first, uh, one of the originals. Well, I don't think they put uh, Norval Austin. I don't think they put Ole in as a part of the Four Horsemen, though. Um, Ole wasn't a really he's an, uh, he's an OG man. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they put because uh, they put. Uh, Flair, Ole, I mean, Flair, Arn, Tully, and Wyndham as a part well, of Well, they were the wrestling people and, and the horsemen. Ole didn't spend a lot of time wrestling. Oh, yeah, he did. Minnesota Wrecking Crew, him and Arn. I, I know. No, no, I'm talking about wrestling in the four horsemen group. Yeah, yeah. I mean, originally he did. Yeah. Originally, but yeah. It, I don't think he really lasted all that long before he started wearing the suit and tie and he lasted what? I mean, Horseman started what? Eighty six, around eighty six. Well, then, then if you talk about it, let's talk about you know Ole and Gene Anderson. They were an incredible team. Yes, yes, the Andersons. But I, I do think that Ole and Arm. They, I mean, they were a tag team for a while. I mean, they were the yes for a while. He, yeah. he said that uh, that Arn Anderson was his uh, his nephew. Yeah, and uh, yep. I can do an Ole Anderson imitation. Not many oh, people go for it, man. Ask me, Oli, what's the finish of my match? Oli, what's the finish of your match? No, no, of your match. You're a wrestler. What's the finish of my match? I don't care what the hell you do. Go out there, do your job, leave me the hell alone, and come back tomorrow. (laughs) People in the business that know Oli will understand. I was one of the few guys, and even to this day, that got along great with him, and he was one of the first people to put me and Craig Peters from PWI on TV. We came up with the idea of those scouting reports mm-hmm. and Oli was, he said, well, good. I need some TV time. You guys can talk. You got 10 minutes every week. Wonderful. And we sat at a table. Uh, there was no set. And we interviewed, I think Larry Zabisco was the, was the first one when he uh, had the national championship. Yeah. 
Yeah, but no, I, 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 the, the way people didn't understand to get along with Oli is that they, they, he made you scared of him if he wanted to, but if you were sarcastic, he loved sarcasm. Ah. If you were sarcastic back to him, he liked you. Hmm. Beautiful. Um, of course, uh, for those who have, uh, yeah, you like that, don't you? I like uh, that. Beautiful, brother. <laughs> um, so if you have a question, uh, of course, go ahead and uh, hit that super chat. Uh, super chat gets uh, first dibs to have your question on the screen. Otherwise, we'll look in the gallery and the few to see. Uh, doing I love your Brian Pillman uh, idea, by the way, for Hall of Fame. There's no reason why he should not be in the Hall of Fame this year. Very Absolutely true. the best, the best pick I have heard. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree, hundred percent. I mean, he. He absolutely should be in the Hall of Fame. I think with uh, with Junior there, it just makes sense. Uh, it, it just makes sense as far as him being there, and uh, him and him and Heyman. You know, even if you do him, Heyman, and you know uh, the Midnight Express, Elizabeth. You know, and Elizabeth. Those those that those four uh, inductions would be fantastic. Well, who is the who is a current, recently retired diva? lady girl that because they usually go with someone um who's pretty contemporary but not I, retired I think, I think long overdue is jazz oh yeah and she Definitely. came from ecw too so if you want to keep an ecw theme there you go be great too now keep in mind though it is philadelphia and it was ECW territory, but there's going to be 91,000 people over the two nights sure. coming from all over the world. But mm -hmm. then again, everybody in the world knew about ECW and Philadelphia Absolutely. being Absolutely. being uh, tied together. Yeah. And so that's yeah. a pretty cool, you know, if you do, if you do any, as far as themes are concerned, Heyman, Pillman, Jazz all came from ECW. Now then, we would have to pick a team that came from ECW. That's because the Dudleys are in. Um, Public Enemy. No, no, no. The Eliminators no. would be a no. Saturday no. Cronus. Um, no. Who else? Well, who Taz wasn't a regular uh, yeah, gangsters. <laughs> What's that? The gangsters. New Jack. Oh, the Dudleys. No, uh, the Dudleys are in, aren't they're they? In already. Yeah, they're yeah, yeah they're yeah. in already. Well, a few fans out there. Yeah, SK Nation, what do you think? Who, who's By the way, before we go on to questions, I got uh, a promo copy in the mail of what has to be one of my favorite um, coffee table books of all time, and it's volume two of Pro nice. Every magazine that Stanley Weston, my boss and mentor, ever put out, including boxing, uh, this gentleman named uh, Yano Kane, from, uh, that's his real name. Mm -hmm. uh, he's from Canada, yeah. and his partner, Fred Paulin, um, put this magnificent book together. I mean, if you just look, here's covers of Inside Wrestling, oh. The Wrestler. I didn't realize how many covers I shot for these magazines. The original wrestling illustrated before pro wrestling illustrated came out right. and just made the pwi almanacs it's amazing so um it's rare i throw in like a commercial but if you go to uh pwmtug on facebook 
right down on the bottom there. Mm -hmm. Find out where you can get this. They print it on demand. And look at this. They even have uh, coverage of uh, Lords of the Ring, the videotape that Gordon Soli and I yeah. did, um, and a whole history of Stanley Weston and his boxing career. This is, and he's got a second, a first issue out that is all the WWE products from their um, um, the magazine to the, the programs from the garden. It's just an incredible, absolutely incredible thing so if you're a fan of what i used to do in the magazines check it out brother is that it right there uh but let me check the back i may have forgotten it all pwmtug on facebook yeah there you yeah go. yeah um tug <laughs> very nice nice uh nice commercial man you you deserve every commercial uh any well, anytime I, you want man thank you Thank you. Uh, yeah. What do you, what, you you got? Uh, um, been watching the the TVs um, at, at this point. Uh, there's a press conference coming up uh, for full year. Okay. The, uh, AEW pay per view coming up, <clears throat> and I also mentioned this on Time Machine, and it's with Tony Khan, and he's listed as like uh, president, CEO, COO, yeah. head of creative, and about ten different titles. Yeah, I've said so that before. You do go to the, <laughs> I don't know if I called in the press conference. I'm not sure which Tony to talk to. Correct, correct. Yeah, it's it's funny. I, I've mentioned that on shows before. Like I, I've seen this uh, releases and stuff like that. Um, and on the very bottom, on the releases that we get for media for Tony Khan, <laughs> from Tony Khan, it's just like Tony Khan and like. Uh, 18 credentials after after that. Oh, yeah. so, so if you had, let's say you're a member of the press, yep. and Tony Khan is standing there taking any questions, any questions, and you have one opportunity to ask one question to Tony Khan, what is it? Be honest, Tony, is your goal to surpass WWE in the ratings? Okay, good question. Mm-hmm. Good question. What do you think he'd say? Well, well, you know, I, I, I <laughs> that's what he would say. He would say uh, yes. Next question. Some audible. <laughs> he would say yes in a very PC way, I think. But you know, his according to his his tweets, though. I mean, he's he's the he's made it clear. I mean, like he he's pretty petty when it comes to that stuff. I think I think what really got me was the. Uh, the tweet that he had as far as the first ever time that John Cena and the undertaker was a part of a show under a million viewers or something. Yeah. It's like yeah. that. I'm like, Oh man. And he vanity searches himself and comments on people's uh, stuff. Don't you don't know who don't even tag them. And yeah, I mean, it's just like, you, you see, if you go back in time, when one of the first wars was when uh, Eddie Einhorn had the IWA, um, they wanted to put WWF out of business, mm -hmm. and there was no internet back then, so you never heard you never heard from Pedro Martinez, the promoter, uh, attacking like this. If there yeah. was no internet, yeah. how would this play out? If there was no internet, they would. Be yeah, Tony wouldn't have a platform to. They'd be calling you, man, getting interviews for the mags. Yeah, probably. You know, you're probably right. Yeah. You're probably right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Tony Khan would say, this is my 
Um, this is a, a sneak peek of my strategy to end the WWE. Yeah, interesting. And it would be good, like good cover line for a, a magazine. I could see you. that right on the cover. Tony Khan's plan to end the WWE. Ooh. Whoa. People people would read. That's for sure. People would read. Yes, indeed. Uh, you know, it would have been fun to write for the mags back in the day, man. Yeah. But yeah. you would have had to call it magazines back then. They never called mags came with the internet, you know. Nobody yeah. says the whole word. That's cool. I call it the mags like Joey Mags. Remember the yeah, mags? Joey Mags. Whatever happened. Joey. Joey. He passed away. I think I remember that. And so many we've lost so many guys. I've yeah. almost lost track. He was he was in his fifties when he passed away. I think actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, remember, I remember jumping Joey. Mack. His age, not the nineteen fifties, right? Yes, he died. Uh, uh, man, he was young. Yeah, he died in two thousand six. He was thirty nine wow. years old. Wow. Whoa. So do we have some? You mentioned uh, we have some questions. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, that's crazy, man. I thought he was in his fifties. Yeah, you know what, man? I, I, I forgot that he died so late. So so I uh, forgot that he died, period. Really? Yeah, I forgot it was so long ago. It was in 2006, 39 years right. old. That's sad. Right. All right, got a couple questions. Let's go with the uh, clip sides, two dollar super chat. Oh, I like that name. You ever witnessed a photographer hurt at ringside? That's a good question for me. Galata. Me, me. Mm -hmm. Hey, back in the old days at Madison Square Garden, uh, when me, George Napolitano, Paul Heyman, and Frank Amato were around the ring, it seemed like it was always planned for one of the wrestlers when they got kicked out to let's get this guy or that guy. Mm. And I remember Pedro Morales one time coming through the middle rope right onto me, full force, uh, camera cracked luckily i had a second camera and i went home on the subway with a little bit of a stiff neck that night mm. but then again this is my job i didn't sure. have to sign any waivers it was mm. if you're going to be stupid enough to be that close <laughs> you might get hurt shoot at your own risk that's uh yeah. that's what it's all about we also got Rollin 499 super chat hey Rollin, nice to see you again uh, always good to see Roman. The best wrestler to beat Roman Reigns for the title was Rick Steiner's son. If they build him with a good storyline, he has the total package and lineage. Yeah, total package is Lex Luger, by the way. Watch what you call this guy. Yeah, but absolutely. no, um, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, he's got to get on the main roster and become one of these guys that's uh, uh, personable and un unbeatable. He really does have to do that. I think, and I've mentioned this a few times, probably on this show too, I think the end of Roman Reigns' reign might come from an RKO out of nowhere. I know we disagreed about that last week. But uh, you know, here's the thing, man. People have been talking. I'm going I'm to discuss both of those things. One, I'll discuss the... Braun Breaker discussion. You know, I, I'm just not sold on Braun Breaker ending. I'm not story. yet. That's why I said I he like Braun Breaker. I'm just not sold on him. Like, you know, you talking about good storyline. He again, face and heel, man. Like it's got to be believable. 
I don't care about people just defeating someone just because if there's no one behind, you know, if the fans aren't behind the story to cheer and mm-hmm. boo someone, just right. again, matches for matches sake, I'm not interested. I agree a hundred percent. They have to give a story yes. to this situation. Yes. And you know, he, he looks like a champion already, but uh, oh he looks oh yeah, he yeah, definitely yeah. looks like a you know, he looks yeah. like a star, absolutely. Yeah. It's just that he's, you know, he he needs to mature a bit. But uh, if the storyline's good, but the thing, what's the as far before the bloodline? What good storyline did you uh, experience? Like, what was the last good storyline to you in the WWE? My God, Orton, Batista, Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah. um, it's 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 hard. It's really hard for me to go back and think what the good story. Well, uh, Cody was after that. Yeah, yeah. I really can't pull a memory out of something that totally stood out. Yeah, which is which is sad to me. I mean, like it. You know, yeah. it was all yeah. about stories before. So, all right. Oh yeah. Let me let me uh, let me discuss. Uh, what else was it? The RKO. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So I know you don't. That I just yeah. talked so, about that before. Yeah. So uh, with with Orton, no, it's just it's got to be like you're spending so much time building up Roman. This is this has been a th- over three year deal of building him up. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm old school, man. If you're if you're building up someone, you, you know, you got to let them pass the torch to the new guy man i mean you know flair passed the torch to sting you know i mean it's just uh bruno's the past the you know past the torch is abisco you know i mean it's just no no to to um uh, to uh, koloff true but i'm talking about the angle when when uh zabisco turned oh okay yeah back the torch passing and i get that but um somehow I think their plan is still to wind up with Cody in that position, but I maybe not beat, but maybe not beating Roman Reigns. I maybe think again, be- maybe Damian Priest again. You know, cashes yeah. in at. Uh, no, but- I mean he will on Seth, I think, but I I do think that Cody's going to be Roman. I, I'm not a fan of it, but I do think that uh, Cody's going to be Roman. I think that yeah. they were holding him off for a while and having him be in these filler feuds mm-hmm. uh, for a while to set him up to see if the rocks, you know, if the strike was going to be over by WrestleMania. If the strike wasn't over, I do think that The Rock would have won against Roman Reigns. I still think that that's the money match. Honestly, I still speaking. think it might happen. I hope it does, but I think with the strike, you know, there, you know, a lot of them are contractually uh, restricted. You know, to as far as just their in-ring work. I mean, remember when The Rock went against Cena? He like tore his like <laughs> his his oh, yeah. groin yeah. area uh, yeah. up, and he 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 was able to. He, he had to sit out for a while, and that interferes with him acting. So. They have restrictions on their. Well, wait a minute. So, Rock against Roman, Rock somehow takes Roman out early, hurts him early. It's just Mm -hmm. like a, oh my God, I can't believe Damian Priest cashes in. Next pay per view, Cody beats Damian Priest. That's how it happens. Maybe. Just Just have Cody beat Roman. 
No, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't want no just like you know, kind of banana peel finish with with Roman. Yeah. Like you, you, you spent you, you spent all this time building him up. Make it make it worth something. Make it a mania moment. You know, Ro- Roman has the biggest stock right now to pass to somebody. Don't, don't blow it. Yeah, don't blow it. Still. All right, last question. Clip side five dollars. That's his second question tonight. Indeed. Do you know any details about the four primetime WWE specials per year on NBC starting in 2024? I do not. It be like the old Saturday main event. The old Saturday night main event. I used to love those. I looked oh, yeah. forward to those. Those were, those were big events, you know, those during the Hogan era yep. there. That was terrific. But I don't know uh, at this time what the plan is for that but i'm sure since they'll be on nbc i am sure that uh it's going they'll be spectacular they they will be net network quality entertainment wrestling shows indeed all right so it's not the national biscuit company is it could be nbc okay could be all right, so uh, uh, thank you for all the super chats. We spend a little, we spend more time on the super chats because you paid your money to for us yeah, to answer your question. All right, so let's do a quick ninety second lightning, lightning round and uh, all right, I like I'm ready. Yeah, address a couple of these Go. questions here. Uh, mm-hmm. do, uh, who do you think Cody brings in as an answer to Drew aligning with Rhea and JD? Well, he's already kind of, you know, picked that for his War Games team. So, right, but I do think Drew's going to be with Judgment Day now. So it's going to be the he's the, going to be the fifth member. I, I do think that they're going to bring in Randy Orton. Yeah, yeah, I, I that's where I think his his comeback will happen. Yeah, I I, I think so too, and I do also totally think, I think that they're going to announce it um, too. I do think that they're going to uh, announce it, and I think that they're going to announce it to get ahead of the curve so the the fans won't be chanting cm punk's name i mean i think there's still a chance cm punk's name but anybody outside of cm punk if they do a mystery person will get booed so yeah. unless it's randy orton though i don't think they boo him i i, I absolutely think they would boo randy orton nah. Nah. yes they they, they booed they, they booed uh, uh ray mysterio they, I know he's one of the most likable people. They booed him. In the I know, but they're waiting for they're they're waiting. They're waiting no, with they're the dress because because uh, Daniel Bryan wasn't a part of the role. He he didn't he, he didn't come in at he didn't come in or he got uh, kicked out or forgot what it was. It was in Pittsburgh, I think it was. And then uh, uh, Rey Mysterio was like the thirty spot. He got booed. Oh, I, 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 I do think that if Randy Orton was the mystery person, Chicago's a very Smarky, rambunctious crowd. Yeah, like Philly. Yeah, very true. So they're going to be chanting CM Punk. So anybody outside of CM Punk will get booed. They're going to get booed. I don't care who it is. Oh, for Chicago, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're going to be in Chicago, so they're going to change. Oh, no, the I, I don't think Randy Orton will get booed. I'm going back to that. Even no, if he would in Chicago, yeah, I because the thing is, they're going to be chanting CM Punk. They're going to say CM Punk, CM Punk, and then they're going to hear voices and they're going to be disappointed. So from a PR perspective, you got to get ahead of the curve. My, my bachelor's degree is in public relations. Yeah, so yeah. you got to get ahead of the curve. And it is a smart 
move because I do think the WWE is going to announce either they're going to announce Randy Orton as the special person or he's going to come in on Raw next week. I think Maybe. the Daniels are going to uh, outnumber the Judgment Day and Drew are going to outnumber the four right then, and all of a sudden, Voices is going to the, the theme song is going to come out. Then that's where the pop is, and then that's when you go ahead of the curve for Chicago because now Chicago knows what to expect and they won't be let down. So okay. I think that's right. the way to do it. So we'll see what happens. Well, we're using up the ninety seconds, so we yeah, have to stop yeah, yeah, the clock yeah. for yeah. that answer. Go back. <laughs> But we do have to go though. Uh solo, yeah, the solo take Roman's belt. What do you think? No, no. I agree. I, agree. I don't think so. Solo to me, and I read this somewhere, people said they brought him in like the monster, and it's not he's not the monster that they were trying to make. I agree. Of, and I don't know why. I don't know why I saw monster written all over this guy. Uh, I think they made him lose wrong. I think they, because it was like the week or two before WrestleMania, and there was a random uh, Raw uh, before WrestleMania, and Cody beat him. You know, it's just like, wow. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Just uh, you got to build that up. You know, th that just doesn't make sense. You got to give me build, man. Build it up. And why would you have him be a sacrificial lamb to Cody Rhodes knowing? That he didn't need to. It was on. It, it was. It was pointless. So I think that that really derailed his momentum. So let them know where to find you, Billata. Well, Aptasan is at After One Wrestling on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Wrestle Binge regularly, and don't forget Thursday morning Eastern Time around 10 a.m. The first part of my exclusive. Mm. WrestleBin Sportskeeda interview with The Undertaker, where I presented him with the plaque of the Bill After Legacy Award, the first one that will drop on Monday, on Thursday. So you'll be watching, right? Of course. Okay. Of course. Of course. All right. Follow him at the. Uh, so, uh, so after one wrestling. After one wrestling, the number one. And where can people find you? At Chris Prolific. Uh, that's yeah. where I go on all the socials on uh, Twitter or X and Instagram. Follow me at Chris Prolific and follow the Pancakes and Power Slam show. I'm actually heading over there now. We're going to have some fun as we do always. I'll be ranking uh, the Summer Slam debuts. So it's going to be pretty, pretty fun uh, chat over at Pancakes and Power Slams as always. All right. This guy right here is Bill Apta. I'm this Dr. guy over here is Dr. Chris. Yes, I got the right finger this time. Yes, indeed. You did good. Very great job. Yeah. This Wait, is let's, touch fingers. let's see if we can touch fingers. Can we do? There you go. There the you go. Yeah. <laughs> we are the world. No, we got it. We, it's, it's like uh, electric when we do it. You're like, you got to do it again. Oh, I got to try that again. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah she's like, here you go. Very good. There you go. Oh, <laughs> lost part of my finger. This is unscripted. Have a good night, everybody. Solo.